Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With this, he sucker punched me in the face as I was walking away. Wait, right bef- <clears throat> before that, he got, he got out of the car. How long is he out of the car before something happens? A second. This is the plaintiff, Wendy Ellers. She says the defendant is a lowlife who sucker punched her in the parking lot after she told him he was taking up two spots. The guy's a criminal with 30 incidents on his rap sheet, and she's here suing him for the $5,000 she is surely owed. This is the defendant, Joseph Rossi. He says the crazy plaintiff attacked him as he was sitting in his car, and he defended himself and slapped her to get her off of him. When he left, the plaintiff attacked his car, damaging it. And if she thinks he's paying her all this money, she's crazier than he thought. He's accused of causing bodily harm. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $5,000 for car damage and harassment. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Ms. Ellers, you were at your neighborhood marina. What's the marina? What city is this in? That's in Patchogue, Long Island. Okay. And what happened? I was with my five-month-old puppy. I was socializing him. There was no spots available. The place was completely packed. And as I was walking, I noticed that Rossi, I will not call him Mr., Rossi was parked in two spots. He what do you mean by parked open. in two spots? He was straddling him so that he has more it parking space the, room, you mean? Correct. It was in the middle of okay. two spots, meeting it right in the middle, taking up two spots. Okay. I was approaching the bench. He had his window open. He was smoking pot. I said to him, you couldn't have made it easier for someone else to park. It would have been nice. Just like that. With that, cursing, screaming, yelling, telling me that he owned the place and he'll do whatever the he wants. He called me a fat, ugly bee. Actually, what, what happened was he blew the smoke in my face. And I said to him, nice. I said, time for the police. And as I said that, he gets out of his car and he started screaming obscenities at me, cursing at me. I said to him, I'm going to call the police. And with this, and there he is shaking his head. Sorry. Um, don't, I said look, I was going to call Just the, testify and don't do facial gestures, Mr. Rossi. Go ahead. That's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I apologize. With this, he 
sucker punched me in the face as I was walking away. Wait, right bef <clears throat> before that, he got he got out of the car. How long is he out of the car before something happens? A second. I was turning my head. I'm deaf in my left ear. And as I was moving, I said, this is a police matter, about to call the police. And he said to me, get away from me. And as I'm walking, get away from me, or I'm going to punch you in your fat face. And I said, you would actually hit a woman? And with that, boom, right in my face. Okay. And then what happened? I landed on his vehicle. And he ended up driving, backing up. I had my puppy, and I was screaming for someone to help me. And he just continued to go. He backed up, and as he was backing up, he tried to run me over. And, okay, so um, the police get there, and do the police file or do the police write a police report? Oh, absolutely. Okay, this is your statement. Were there any witnesses to this? Because there had to have been witnesses. There was, and she is afraid. Okay. Because she saw what he did to me. All right, so did an ambulance take you away? An ambulance did take me away, yes. Okay, how long I were you was, in the hospital? I was there for the afternoon. Okay, and what did they do? They took a bunch of x-rays and... Um, that was pretty much about it. Do you have it. any Told pictures of the injuries? To... I submitted everything to you, Your Honor. Okay, give me one second. I am looking at some pretty severe injury, uh, injuries to mm -hmm. your thigh. How did that happen? Correct. That was from when he was dragging me with a vehicle. I ended up, he ended up backing up. But how does he drag you with the vehicle? That's the part I don't understand. How, how, are you trying to hold on to the vehicle? I was, because if I didn't, I would have fallen. That's in the hospital. Did that turn black and blue? It did not. <clears throat> what happened, Mr. Rossi? Well, Your Honor, I was sitting in the <clears throat> Dock parking lot, and as uh, this lady, Wendy, knows, I'm there every day. Every day, same spot, same two spots. The reason why I parked in two spots is because people were crabbing at the time. And when they crabbed, they walk through between the cars with long crab poles and nets and the kids are running. So, and between that, my loud music, they give me dirty looks when they park next to me. People. So I take up two spots in the car. Well, we all want to take two was... spots, but you don't get yes, to take man. two spots, particularly when they're crowded. Go ahead. So go on. Well, I could, I could assure that um, the time of day that we were there, the place is less than half packed. So I'm sitting in my car. And I'm smoking a blunt, okay? And I have the windows up, okay? And all of a sudden, I see this lady walking across from across the parking lot. She walks in front of my car, comes to the driver's side, and Your Honor starts screaming at me at the top of her lungs, okay? So I kind of, you know, I'm smoking. I'm laughing it off. The worst thing I know I did was roll the window down. So once I rolled the window down, she smelled the pot. And now with her rant thing that she's doing about me in two spots. What is she saying? How, <clears throat> what is she? Yeah. Tell me oh, exactly she's what she's saying. I should. I, well, I can't remember exactly, but I could tell you a roundabout. She was saying, like, I shouldn't take up two spots. Who the do I think I am? Uh, you're probably not even a resident. I know she said that to me. So. OK, so what car. happens? She is screaming, screaming, screaming. She's got this dog with her. OK, on a chain. So I turn around and I says, why don't you back up, you fat, ant, smelly 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what I said. I should have never rolled my window down. I know where my mistakes are. And well, how about, how about just that? you should have never said that. You should have never rolled your window down. I, you should you should I know. put away the blunt and call the police. You know, this there's is, lots of things you could have done. But anyway, go ahead. This is why I shouldn't have been smoking pot, because pot makes me a little bit more hyper. But yet, I'm sitting in my own car, you know, in my thoughts, minding my business. And what she did next was step forward, and she starts hitting me in my chest. She hits you with what? Her Which hand does she hit you with? With her backhand, her right hand. She's hitting me in the chest. She's coming forward to get a better swing. She's hitting me in the chest with her backhand. And I see the chain for the dog, and I know she's up against my car, which I'm worried about her scratching the car with the chain and her hitting me. I decide to open the door and get out. Here's my second mistake. I know my mistakes, okay? So I got out of the car, and as I'm getting out of the car, she's still hitting me. So I slapped her. I slapped her right across her face. With an open hand, closed hand, what? A open hand, Your Honor. Your Honor, I only got one on today, but I wear these big monster rings, and I usually have two on this hand, but I left it in my brother's car last week. And I, and I should have never did this. And let me tell you, I don't feel good about saying on national TV that I smacked a woman across her face. But this woman was hitting me and assaulting me, and I just had open heart surgery. 2018. I'm sorry to hear that. Let me just ask you something, though. You're in your car, and you have the keys to the car, and you can you can drive away, put away the blunt, and call the police. Are you sure she wasn't making you angry so you got out of the car to whack her because you felt like it was well-deserved? She was making me angry because she was hitting me in my chest. What am I supposed to do? I'm just telling... Listen, I know the truth is ugly. With, it's easy so, for her. So wait, so am I right? Am I right that you were angry and you got out and you whacked her to get, because she was whacking at you? Yes. Right, so when you got out of the car, was that the first thing you did? The first thing I did was slap her across her face. What happened after you slapped her? So I jump in my car and I pull out. Now, I don't have to back up. I'm already backed in the two spots up against the curb. All I got to do is pull forward and go out. So her saying something about me backing up. What See? happens as you're driving out? This lady is running towards the car. She's running. And she hits the quarter panel of the car with her hand. Hits it. Bam. What am I going to do? Does I'm not she damage stop. it? I didn't know at that time. But yes, she did. Did and, you, and do you have a picture a man, of the damage to your quarter panel? Um, I didn't. I tried to take a picture. But it's such a small circle dent that you can't. You know, like it's not even scratched to that. So you can't really okay, see it on. in the photo. Okay, so go so, on. So go on. What I else does she do? And then she's, she does this mad search for me, Your Honor. And I'll tell you the reason why I don't call <laughs> the cops. Because the cops and I don't work out good for us. What was I supposed to do? Call the cops and say some lady screaming at me? Oh, and by the way, when you get here, I got no license. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke. I'm not going to swear and then tell a bunch of so lies. So at the time, you didn't have a license? No. Okay, so what happens after all of this? Did you go out and get an order of protection from him? I did. Yes, I did. 
Okay. You know, you say you're, that you're afraid, but I'll be honest with you, you strike me as a woman who's really, really angry and wants to get her pound of flesh because what ends up happening is you end up getting into this. You find his criminal I record. Am. You find out that he's That's trying right. to get a driver's license reinstated in Florida. And then you write to the mm -hmm. judge in Florida telling that him everything correct. that happened. In fact, you didn't just write to the judge in Florida and tell the judge that. I wrote to the ADA. Okay. I wrote to the to the governor. You wrote to the governor's office and told the that governor's office that you would hold the state of Florida responsible that is if he ends up getting... Okay. That is correct. And you have a witness in the room with you. Who is the witness who's in the room with you who you want to have testify? That is his ex-wife, who he, who he abused, physically assaulted, and this is his... You have mother. his ex-wife in the room with you. I do. I do. I reached out to her as well. Okay. Let me hear and from his no. ex-wife. Go ahead, uh, Douglas, please. Yes, ma'am. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I hope you got it. I do. Your Honor. Uh, what's your name, ma'am? My name is Nora Rossi. And why are you here? Wendy reached out to me. Um, initially, I, I didn't want to respond to her because I was nervous because I have an acting restraining order against him for abuse. And um, after I saw her pictures and I saw um, the or heard the story of what he had done to her, I just felt obligated to help her out in any way I could. How long were you married to him? Seven months. Okay. Go ahead and please switch and put Ms. Ellers back. Mr. Rossi, did Ms. Ellers ever actually reach out to you directly? There's a witness, but she produces a witness, and I don't even get to respond for all these accusations that my ex-wife just said about me. Okay, you know what? You're right. Let's hear that first. Let me hear your response to what your ex-wife said first. Go ahead. My ex-wife told a lie to you because when I got arrested for domestic, it was for sending a text message to her from Texas. I know that... She knows that. Why she would make this up right now for this lady, Wendy, I have no clue. But the bottom line is, I have never put my hands on my wife, oh ever. My because had I put my hands on my wife, she would have had me arrested. I wasn't arrested in New York for her, for touching her. I was arrested for sending her a text message while I was in Texas at my daughter's house. How do you get arrested for sending a text message? Because it was a threatening text message. She had sent me a text message of her and her new boyfriend telling me how he would destroy okay. me. And I actually have proof of that with color portraits I had that I printed out for the court when we were getting divorced and going through this injunction. Okay. All but right. Let's, let's try to get I back on track. Mr. Rossi, did Ms. Ellers ever actually reach out to you directly? Yes. How? So at five o'clock on October 20th, I get a text message, which I submitted. Then I get a second text message and I wrote, who is this? Cause I didn't know who just, I got the phone number, but I didn't know who it was. Like if I had known that- You really are a sick- wife. Don't send me anything ever again. If you do, you're That's going right. to jail, you ugly fat piece of blank. Who sent who this? That's her sending it to me. To which he responds, who the- is this but what is she talking about because she says don't send me don't anything know. ever again what had he sent? i don't know well ms ellers what had he sent you i received an extra small lingerie disgusting very distasteful i haven't been an extra small since i was a teen 
and it was addressed to my last name. Okay, you're guessing that it was him who sent it? I know it was him. Because you guessed that it's him, because you know I in your heart. This. You then well, actually reach out to him and send him a text, so now he has your, I was home, your, your cell phone I number? Was absolutely, I was absolutely disgusted at that point. I had learned But why would him. you reach out to him and then now he has your wrong. cell phone number? I was 100 I mean, it's nuts. Wrong. For, you're right. Okay, so I am going to take a short recess. So just stay where you are. Court is in recess. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. During the recess, I spoke to the witness who could not come to court today. Let me show you a few things. Apparently, Ms. Ellers, this is you right in his car. Mm -hmm. She couldn't believe how in his grill you were. Whatever she saw you doing in that car was enough for her to say, get away from the car, just walk away. Then she sees when he's driving away that you are chasing after the car. Like I said. Which is pretty nutty. Now, it may be like you said, Mr. Rossi, but... It is not self-defense to get out of a car, come up to somebody, and smack him because they had it coming. Because she was punching me in my chest. I was not punching him. I need you to stop talking, Ms. Ellers. You've done enough. Sorry. You are putting yourself in such danger, I can't even begin to tell you. You're right. You are finding out about somebody having this kind of criminal background, and then you you're just right. push him. Like, I your am. obsession is an unhealthy obsession. It's unhealthy. You're right. And if I were you, I would worry about you and getting to a healthy place mentally, I would. You're right. Okay? Because right. that is infinitely more important than this. When I look at the picture, it is not a picture of a punch. It is a picture of a slap. When I look at the horrible injury on your thigh, it is consistent with what the witness says you were doing, which is running afterwards and trying to grab the car. It is nutty. It is nutty. But you know what it doesn't do, Mr. Rossi? It doesn't in any way, shape, or form justify you getting out of a car and slapping her. Uh, Now, is it the punch that she describes? No, it's not the punch that you described. And would it account for the injuries? Stop talking. And would it account for the injuries on your leg? No, that's infinitely more consistent with chasing the car, okay? But is it worth something? Yes, it's worth something in a court of law because people don't get to get out of the car and smack you because they're sick of you. They don't get to do that, okay? They don't get to do that, Mr. Rossi, okay? Ms. Ellers, let me just say a few things. I don't know if you hit him, but I know you were up in his grill over the fact that he is a jerk who was taking two parking spaces and you didn't like it. And I do not recommend that kind of contact with someone. I don't care what they're wearing or how they look. It was a terrible idea. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. You didn't just have that contact that day. When you say never again, I don't believe you for a second. You're obsessed with this because your behavior since then has been the kind of behavior. I was a homicide prosecutor for years, and this is the kind of stuff you do not want to do. You're hearing about how violent he is, and then you're turning around and texting him and giving him your own phone number. 
You need to take a breath You're and correct. take a beat here. 100%. Of all the things that I've heard and seen in this case, I'm not sure that anything can paint a picture better than this picture of how, what it looked like And that's like the that two day. old ladies that I was telling and, you about that I'm glad and they had taken this picture. Pictures. Where you and, are right there. You're not talking to him and saying, hey, you're a jerk, don't take up two spaces. You are right inside the car. I don't know if you were hitting him, but boy, you are just right nope. inside that car. You're right. I haven't lied about yeah. anything. But even if you had hit him, that would not just that would justify him rolling up, calling the cops, getting law enforcement involved. It doesn't justify getting out of the car because that's not self-defense. That's anger. You, you you don't have a right to get your last licks in. That's not self-defense. I am finding in your favor, Ms. Ellers, but not in the amount that you are asking. I'm ruling in your favor in the amount of $500 on the counterclaim because there's no evidence of damage to the car, zero. Mr. Rossi, there's a lot of testimony. We can't go over all of this, but let me ask you a question. Are you surprised at all, and in any way embarrassed by all the information that has come out here on national television? No, I'm not embarrassed because I told the truth. I smacked the woman that was punching me in the chest. I'm not going to be embarrassed about that, and I'll do it again. But that lady right there, she just lied on national TV, brought my wife in it, brought my family in it, and she made $500. And now turning to Ms. Ellers, the plaintiff, who the judge awarded a $500 judgment to, not $5,000, which she was seeking. Let me ask you, number one, are you, are you in any way embarrassed by all the testimony that has come out in this case? I am not. I will do whatever it takes to make sure that the guy never drives again. He has hurt too many people. He's a danger to society. And again, I did nothing wrong. Nothing, especially not hit him. Absolutely not. You say you did nothing wrong, but this case changed dramatically when that photograph of you right up next to his car with your arm in the car actually- I was telling you know, him to put the weed out because there were kids there. It was disgusting. That was what I was saying to him. Well, that was quite a case. Let's see what the judges have to say about this one. Wow, I don't even know where to start here. I, mean, I, 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 I can't imagine that she learned anything. You pointed out I, that you thought there was craziness on both sides here, and the defendant, Mr. Rossi, sitting in the car, he was kind of get, doing a lot of stuff he probably shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Uh, not the worst things in the world, but stuff he probably shouldn't have been doing there. And then, of course, she comes upon him and has to get right in his face. That's oh, right. My. I have to tell you, though, I'm really old school, and I believe that there's never a justifiable moment to punch or, or hit a woman in the face. Unless maybe it's Ronda Rousey, MMA fighter, who oh, I'm she tangling whoop with. you. Well, Ronda well, would just Ronda, like, Ronda would, would just, clean the floor with you. <laughs> if it were Ronda, I would submit. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I know you would. <laughs> so Bella in New York wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, is a signed notarized note just as acceptable in court as a witness if they cannot attend? Well, here's the thing. In small claims court, uh, there is an exception. They do allow these notarized statements, uh, and a judge can consider it, though discount it, if the person isn't present because there's no cross-examination. Notarized statements like that in bigger courts, where a lot more is at stake, they are not admissible. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Schomburg Holland. He says the defendant, an old friend, tackled him after they had a difference of opinion on the state of affairs in this country. His lip got cut, his face got scratched up, and his tooth was broken in the melee. 
He's suing the defendant for $6,266.50 for medical, dental, ambulance costs, and a busted bike. This is the defendant, Rudy. He says the plaintiff was acting belligerent because he was drunk, so he told him to go home. Next morning, the plaintiff said he was beaten up and that he punched him and busted his lip. This is crazy because he did no such thing. He's accused of being a real bruiser. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. The plaintiff says his old friend tackled him and then smashed his face into the ground during an argument. But the defendant says the plaintiff was drunk and belligerent and fell down. It's the case of what a bruiser. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Collin, how is it that you know Mr. Rudy? I know him from uh, a while back, actually, a fifth or sixth grade, I believe. All right, so have you been friends that whole time? We've been friends, but it's mostly like on the phone over WhatsApp, we'll send text messages and stuff, but not physically seeing each other, no. Okay. So at some point, uh, mid-COVID, uh, Mr. Rudy decides to have a 4th of July party. What time of the and, day or night was it? This was around maybe 2 o'clock, 2.30. Okay. And when does the problem happen between you and Mr. Rudy? Like eight hours later? Around, 10 hours later? Yeah, around like one in, like one in the morning. About one in the wow, that is a long barbecue. What are you guys doing for 10 or 11 hours at a party? That is that better be one banging party. I don't understand. Like what that's a, that's a lot of drinking. He had a good time too. I get to the barbecue and there was nothing happening. So I'm like, oh, let me grab my dominoes so I could bring it back so we could at least have something to do. Dominoes? Isn't anybody worried no. about COVID? Where are you guys from? New York, you're from we were, the Bronx. No one's worried about COVID. You're passing dominoes around. You're talking to a Cuban. All I ever did my whole life with my mom is play dominoes, and I, I can't play dominoes now with my mom. Oh, my gosh. All right, so go on. I came back. We sat down, and then he went and, um, and offered uh, Corona. Well, I'm literally nursing the Corona for, like, maybe three, four hours. Then they went and got some Hennessy. They got the Hennessy. You know how like people do at a 4th of July party in the heat? All right. When things got heated, it's now what time when things get heated? It's around 11 o'clock, I would say. About 11, 11, 15. And what happened? It was like the whole social injustice happening in the country, the whole Breonna Taylor and, and, and the Black Lives Matter movement. And he said, Black Lives Matter to who? And I'm like, to everybody, it shouldn't matter to everybody. It's like, apparently, Black Lives don't matter to anybody because I'm like, Black on Black Lives is not a... It's not a thing. It's just a narrative that people pull out there. You know what I mean? People kill people okay. all the time. Like, Italian kills Italian. Uh, uh, Russian kills Russian. Chinese kills Chinese. Nobody says anything about Chinese on Chinese crime. I'm like, it's just a narrative to have you believe that, you know, uh, we out here just the only race killing each other. And that's not the case. So from that conversation, it kind of stemmed from um, the whole upbringing and how uh, black folks in this country doesn't necessarily take the initiative to make sure that they put their kids in a situation where when they grow, they're in a better standpoint financially to elevate. So we started talking about, we think mostly about flashy cars, jewelries, um, name brand clothes, and all that other stuff. Who, so would, who was that. saying that? Were you saying that or were they saying that? No, I was part about flashy. Okay, I got it. Me, all right, I was go on. All. And for some reason, I think Rudy think maybe I'm, I'm saying all this stuff because of him, which I would never do because I don't really know his lifestyle. So he didn't, didn't really like what you were too. saying, and what did he tell you? What did he say to you? He was like, yo, cut this, because 
all I see on TV is black on black crime. How can you say that? So I went on Google and showed them the stats about how 82% of black crimes that happened happened to other, uh, uh, from another white person that killed them. But nobody ever comes out and says, oh, it's white on white crime. But it's not the narrative. How does it get physical? How does this discussion, which is a very legitimate discussion among, um, you know, a group of friends who've known each other since all of sixth us were grade. boys, like everybody's friends since right. sixth grade. How does that turn into what it ended up turning into? Do you know or I, was everybody just drinking think, too hard at that point? I'm not sure. I think he might have been drinking too hard, honestly. It got physical. He was like. Right. He was like, get out of here, man. Just just go ahead and leave. I'm like, I'm outside. Like, I'm not in your house anyway. I'm on the public sidewalk. I'm outside. What do you mean get out of here? He's like, anyway, it's about to be over anyway. We're about to leave. And he's saying bye. Well, he comes around. They're like, he's coming to say bye to me. And went for my leg, tackled my legs. So when he tackled my legs, he continued with the force. And, and I was able to turn and smash my face into the floor. So when I smashed my face into the floor, I got up. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, I got up really furious. Like, at this point, I'm just, like, livid. I'm ready, like, to really, like, do something to this man. And as I'm looking at him, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like that, he pulled out his pocket knife. So when he pulled out the pocket knife, I'm like, oh, you got a knife? You gonna pull out a knife on me? So I ran across the street. Ran across the street. At this point, there was an uh, African lady sitting on her stoop with uh, two other kids just playing. And it was like, your face, your face. I'm like, what happened to my face? She's like, your face is bleeding. It's really bad. I'm like, nah, it's okay. I'm going home. She's like, nah, you need an ambulance. It's really bad. So she was able to call the ambulance for me. The ambulance came. By the time the ambulance came, I got in there. And the guy was like, yeah, you're going to need stitches. You're going to need this and that. Prior to me leaving in the ambulance, I went back to grab the bike. When I got there to get the bike, the bike is trashed up completely and, it, and tossed near the, near the garbage. So did you ever see him bash the, the bike to, to the floor? You didn't even see that. No, I saw it. Yeah, when I ran across the street, I can see him doing all that stuff. I could definitely see him. But I'm, I'm focusing on getting the ambulance, getting the right address. Ambulance finally came. By the time the ambulance came, everybody, like, vacated the area. So we backed up slowly. I grabbed the bike, and he helped me put the bike in the ambulance. So, and that was yeah. a really, so, that yeah, was a really I mean, nice ambulance, uh, EMT. Let me ask you a question. Where did, did you end up getting stitches? Where did you where did you yes, get the I got, stitches? I got the stitches inside uh, of my lip, and then the laceration on the side. They just put like some uh, what was that called? I forgot. It's like an some ointment. ointment. She put I, it on it. Yeah, right. yeah. She was like, don't don't cover it right away because it needs to breathe a little bit. So when I got home, I was able to put a bandaid on there. Okay, let me hear from you, Mr. Rudy. What is it that happened here? How did this get so out of hand? Uh, I don't. Well, from what he's saying, something got out of hand. From my perspective, nothing got out of hand. The thing about him is that, no issue, I invited him to a party, but he's known to go to parties with my brother's parties, being invited. He goes to every party they invite him to, basically. And he's not a person who could hold his alcohol. He knows that, my brother knows that. So I invited him to a barbecue. He came around Let's fast forward from 2 o'clock to uh-huh. 11 o'clock. Tell me right. what fast happens at 11 o'clock time. when the discussion uh-huh. about social justice comes up. Tell me what happened right. there. There was no real talk about social justice conversation. It was him being belligerent and drunk at that time of the night. What was he saying? First of all, like What I, was he saying? All he was saying is basically like, well, unlike certain groups of people, I tend to invest in myself, my children. Like, I have a $3 million life insurance policy. He was just saying things that's personally good for him. But everybody that's around the party around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, Midnight, the the barbecue finished at 10 p.m. There's no more food. So he stayed throughout the 11 o'clock, 12 midnight to 1.30 in the morning arguing and stuff. All I ever did was left this man. 
I already host you with a party. I did as much as I could do for you. I walk away. I'm sorry, Mr. Rudy, what are you saying? That Are you saying that you were never no, tussling with him? The next day, we have an argument. I am not tussling with So you with never got man. physical. We have an argument. I never got physical with him. I just left. And he you never took to his bicycle next... and bashed it against the ground? No, I did not bash any bicycle. Me and him was having arguments. I'm sorry, Mr. Tonight. Rudy, I'm going to ask both of you to hold on one second, because apparently we have a witness. It's a witness for Mr. Collins. Douglas, could you please swear in the witness? Absolutely. Can I get you to raise your right hand, please? Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, God. I swear to tell the truth. Your Honor. Okay, thank you. Hi, sir. All right, what's your name? Herbie Brazil. All right. Were you present at the party on the 4th of July? Yes, I was present at the party. All right. And did you see some kind of confrontation between Mr. Collin and Mr. Rudy? Yes, um, definitely. There was a confrontation there. Um, what happened? Um, Started off of normal conversation of back back and forth, back and forth conversation. What were they arguing about? It was more like uh, Mr. Connors was saying a lot of um, like um, saying a lot of fact things about um, investing, um, how to um, invest for your kids. Then I, to, to a certain extent, I think Mr. Rudy probably took it the wrong way. Um, Thought so he was being condescending. Yeah, correct. Right. Uh huh. Then from there, the situation escalated. You know, then we started with the. With and the, what happened? I need you to tell me and, what you saw happen. Tell me, yeah, what happened with the bike? Let's start with that. Um, as with the bike, as Mr. Woody got more aggravated, um, then he just took the bike and tossed it on the floor numerous times. And from there, then that's how I know when the situation was um really real. So I kind of trying to calm the scene down, but it still wouldn't. I still wasn't able to calm the scene down. What else happened? What ha what else happened between the two of them? Then they um, end up tossing on the floor. Wait, I'm sorry. Who tossed who on the floor? Um, they both mingled um, each other. They both um, um, grab each other. So they end up um, tossing on the floor. Then uh, Mr. Collins end up um, left. I think it was the left. Right up his face, end up um, um, hitting the floor. Then um, he, he had a big scratch on his um, on his right. I'm not exactly remembering for sure if it was the right side of his forehead. How and, did Mr. Um, Collin get the cut on his face? How did how did Mr. Collin get hurt in the middle of their tussling with each other? Yeah, the floor as is it, concrete. So I think as it tussling each other, then um, Mr. Woody kind of um, flipped them on the side of his face. All right. I appreciate uh, you uh, coming in and telling us what you know. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, Mr. Rudy, why did your friend mm -hmm. Herbie say mm -hmm. that you took his bicycle and bashed it against the ground? And he was trying to be even-handed. He was like, I don't know who started the physical. I don't really know. But right. it's, it's kind of hard right. not to mention who threw the bike. Uh, so why would him. your friend, your guest, Herbie, Herbie... I never met him. I thought he was in school with you since junior high, too. No, I haven't met this guy in, like, 20-plus years. The, the story of us growing up in junior high school, that was years ago in the 90s. We don't hang out throughout the year like that. So we Okay, just, so you've never met Herbie, or you went to junior high with him? I met Herbie throughout junior high, not that day. All right, so now explain to me how this happened and has nothing to do with you. I said, I'm arguing with him. 
I never touched this man. If I did, why would he not get me arrested and locked up for what I've done to him? Well, but just because that's what you would do, and I understand that, but I'm telling you, you know right now, because you spoke to other people who were there, so you know what happened. You know what happened. Yeah, I know what happened. We got drunk. Yeah, he was we acting a, like a jerk, and you didn't party, like it, and, and then you had a fight. It. I did not have a fight with him. Your Honor, the whole time, the situation where I didn't call the cops or anything, I was trying to rectify the whole situation with his brother. I know the you whole were. Time. I know like, you Let were. Me try to talk I don't to him. need Let to hear anything from anybody else okay. anymore. We can stop. I know that you were trying to rectify the situation. I know that you've known each other since you were tiny little children. I know that friendships are very fragile. I know that you love Fritz. He may not be, this guy may not be your best friend, but Fritz is a really, really good friend of yours. I know that you were trying yeah. to avoid this route. I know that your face looks like somebody bashed it right into the cement. I know that. I, I, I can see everything that happened. I know that your bike went into the ambulance. I've seen the records of what happened at the hospital that night. I've seen the bills that you're getting because of it. And so the only question I have to ask myself is, did this guy make you angry enough for you to knock him to the ground and then pin him down and cause all this damage? This may not have been what you intended, but I believe this is what happened. I believe the witness and I believe this, the plaintiff and I believe this is what happened. And I believe that the reason he didn't want you arrested is because you're Fritz's brother and he didn't want that kind of bad blood, okay? But there's a cost to this stuff. Who's gonna eat all this? Who? The only thing you haven't been able to prove to me is that the bike is a total loss. I am not gonna award you the cost of the bike. So I'm deducting that from your claim. And as far as your medical bills, which I have seen, and your dental bills, which I have seen, the stitches you ended up getting, I'm gonna rule in your favor and against the defendant in the amount of $4,966.50. So the judge really does believe that the plaintiff is responsible and uh, awards the plaintiff just under $5,000. Not bad. Let's see what Rudy, the defendant, has to say about this. Rudy? I have nothing to say. Really? Nothing at all? I have nothing to say. Thank you. Okay, we'll let it go at that. All right, Colin, uh, you got a lot from the judge, which uh, which I assume you're pretty ha happy about, right? Especially all the medical stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't want to have to pay for those. Absolutely not. But uh, I, I honestly didn't want the situation to go as far as it did. Like, I tried everything possible to rectify the situation without going to court, without making a big mess of it. But he just kept with the threatens. He kept with the gangster talk. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to jail, so I'm just going to, like, file a civil uh, call suit and just have it handled this way. And so I'm definitely happy with the outcome. All right. All right, let's see how the judges feel about this. Fourth of July parties in the Bronx can be uh, kind of a rough and tumble affair, apparently, huh? Yeah. <laughs> who knew? And during wow. COVID, this is like, you know. Uh, there, he had a witness who was pretty compelling. The guy who was there that night, he's known both of them for a while. Yeah, a he was time. trying very he's hard not to be involved. He was a very uncomfortable witness. He didn't want to be here. He didn't want to be testifying about this. I'm sure he felt like he was, you know, uh, involved in something between childhood friends that he'd rather not participate in. Right. But... Uh, his story was consistent with the plaintiff's story. It was. It was and it had the ring of truth that you're having a political discussion about something, about social right. justice, and one person doesn't like what the other person's saying. He doesn't like that he's saying it at his party, and then he just knocks him down. Okay, uh, Sonia wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, how can I get my birth certificate unsealed if both my adopted parents are dead? 
You know, I've never actually heard anybody who wanted to do that, but it's interesting. I think what you could do, obviously, is go to court. Sometimes there are specific judges who handle things like this, but I would go to the clerk's office and I would ask the clerk, what courtroom do I go to? A judge can make that order and then the clerk would unseal the birth certificate. It's a process and you don't need a lawyer, but that's how you can do it. See you next time.